The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11. On the line we have the State MP for Lara, John Aaron, good morning. Good morning, Mitchell, and good morning to your listeners. Well, first of all, there's a bit to talk about with the release of this revised roadmap yesterday from the Premier, but just on the way through, I should ask about the allegations around branch stacking and what's going on in the southeast of Melbourne. I suppose the question is for people that vote, people that are interested in state politics, what should they make of some of these allegations that are coming out and even the resignation of Luke Donnellan? Uh, look, I think it'll be inappropriate. You're not asking questions about the IBAC process, and that's ongoing. And obviously, there'll be a, a process that lasts for the next few weeks, and then determinations will be made by IBAC and, and the ombudsman in relation to how how uh, you know uh, serious these allegations are, and, and what political parties can do going forward to stop these sorts of activities. Um, and, and obviously, whenever that concludes and we, we get the findings and recommendations as a political party, like all political parties, we would take that on board and obviously move forward to make our party the best that it can be. And look, this is uh, not restricted to the Labor Party. The Liberal Party have their own issues in relation to these sorts of activities. And uh, I suppose it's it's something that uh, all political parties grapple with from time to time. And you know, the decisive action that was taken by, by um, Anthony Albanese and Daniel Andrews last year when these allegations was aired on 60 Minutes uh, was very decisive. It, it, it was, you know, they shut the party voting system down and, and there was a an overhaul in terms of the membership and, and audit done by Steve Braxton. Uh, and, and of course, we, we've seen some recommendations that come out of that and, and some memberships have been cancelled as a result of, of these, uh, these things that were read on, on 60 Minutes. So, so we have taken uh, decisive action, Mitchell, and we want the, our party to be the best party going forward in relation to some of these things. And, and, uh, and as, as I've indicated, it's not for the Labor Party alone. This is for all political parties and the Liberal Party is struggling with, with it themselves. The roadmap that was announced yesterday, I think one of the big things for regional Victoria is increasing some of the patron caps at hospitality venues going up to 30, but those 30 have to be fully vaccinated from Thursday night. So I'm just wondering, what will unvaccinated people be able to do under these new restrictions? Well, hopefully they'll get vaccinated. Um, and this is about making sure that, you know, we, we get rid of this virus once and for all because the vaccination is, is our way out. And I'm pleased to say, and I, and I thank all Victorians for, you know, being ahead of schedule in terms of the Burnett Institute's modelling. Um, we, we're ahead of schedule in Victoria widely, but particularly in Geelong, uh, we're way ahead of schedule in terms of our vaccination of both first dose and second dose, which is fantastic to see. And I suppose that the, just, just I'll get back to that question in a moment, uh, Mitchell, but I just want to point out that, um, that we've had some issues in relation to uh, the rates of infections that have been going on in, in Geelong have been really concerning. It's, uh, it's the fastest rate of infection anywhere in Victoria. And, um, and luckily for us, they haven't been cases of hospitalisation because of our high vaccination rates and uh, and so therefore we can continue on with easing restrictions and that's why it's so important to make sure that people are vaccinated because once you're vaccinated you're less likely to contract the disease and if you do you're less likely to end up in hospital and it is less likely that you will pass on the disease if you are vaccinated and it will not mutate in a vaccinated person to become a different strain and of course we're dealing with delta at the moment so there are a, a number of reasons why these these changes are made 
and and they are made on the basis of making sure that we can contain uh, this virus going forward. That uh, that we know that there are unvaccinated people at the moment. We don't want them ending up in Geelong Hospital, clogging up our system, preventing people having heart attacks going in and getting sorted out, strokes not being able to get a bed, you know, people having strokes and other illnesses that people have other than COVID. We don't want those hospital beds to be taken up by people contracting COVID unnecessarily ending up in hospital. So please, please, please get vaccinated. The incentive for you to get vaccinated is obviously that you can uh, be freer than you normally would be if you're unvaccinated. And, and that's, that makes perfect sense, Mitchell. If, if you were to let everybody in to anything uh, through this period of, of re- relaxation of the restrictions, well, what's the incentive to get vaccinated? There is none. Um, and so we, we've got to put incentives in place. And this is not only an incentive, but also to keep people safe. And that's why we, uh, we've put these you know, limitations on uh, as a result of the recommendations by Chief Health Officer and other professionals in the health area. Now, the other issue that I, I wanted to make mention of, and, and obviously, broadly speaking, Geelong area has done tremendously well in vaccinations. And, and I think my postcodes in my electorate of 3214 and 3215 were a bit behind, mm. as you know, Mitchell. And, um, and you know, even though the, the hub, which is at the old Ford factory site uh, vaccination hub, even though it's close to 3214 and 515, but people were, for varying reasons, hesitating to get the vaccine. So I've, as a local member, have had had round tables with various communities and obviously encouraging uh, my communities to get vaccinated. We don't want to end up like the north of Melbourne, where predominantly most of the cases are coming from there because they're unvaccinated. So, um, so we have... You know, as you may know, we had a pop-up uh, over the weekend at Goldsworthy Campus and, and it's a tremendous turnout. Uh, it was a walk-in and they had Pfizer available and uh, and people in there, you know, hundreds literally just walked in uh, over the weekend and got vaccinated, which is great to see. And, and hopefully we'll shift out of that 75% and move closer to what the, the general average in Geelong is, which is a rough, roughly around 95% first vaxxed and and I think just over 71% uh, double vax. But um, these are great numbers, and, and that's one of the reasons why we're not, you know, we're easing restrictions in Geelong, even though we've got a faster rate of infections going on, which is concerning. And, and that's why I think the only thing that will save people from getting this, this, you know, this insidious COVID virus is to get vaccinated. So, again, I know I say it over and over again, Mitchell, but this is our way to freedom. This is our way of opening up businesses that people don't have to worry about, you know, walking in. Everybody can walk in because we know that 99% of our communities are vaccinated. So... In terms of the fact that the virus is spreading more in Geelong, as you say, and I see that was in the Geelong Advertiser as well, I'm just wondering why is that? And I suppose what is the message to people in Geelong? Are they doing things that they're perhaps not supposed to or what's actually going on here? Oh, look, people are a bit fatigued and I get that. And people miss their relatives and elderly, you know, family members and, and, and you know, people are a bit more relaxed in relation to, um, you know, adhering to these guidelines. They're there for a reason. It's, you know, now we're seeing more and more people ending up with COVID and ending up in on a ventilator and coming out, if they survive it, coming out and telling their story. Uh, one of the reasons that I suppose people have have sort of, you know, switched off the, the, the safety mechanism in their brain in, in relation to this COVID um, is because they can't 
it's not prevalent. You know, their friends haven't really got it. They're nobody that they they sort of know uh, has contracted it. But let me tell you, if if you contract it, you're in a whole world of trouble unless you're vaccinated. And so, so as we open up, there's still obviously at seventy percent, there's thirty percent of the community that's not double vaxxed. And and when you look at the numbers of people ending up in hospital, it's predominantly people that haven't been vaccinated are ending up in hospital. So it's very clear. So the the 30%, for example, when we open up on on Friday, people are going to be out and about, going to restaurants, 10 people at households, you know, going for picnics with 20 people and all that sort of stuff. So there's more interaction. So those 30% of people that are not vaccinated will be totally vulnerable. Uh, and they will, hopefully they won't, but they will get very sick unless they're vaccinated. And so part of the problem, I think, with the fatigue is that they haven't really seen it. But unfortunately, with the easing of restrictions, and, and we can't be you know, held in lockdown forever, and, and all we can do is encourage people to get vaccinated so we can free up our society again. So by February, I estimate that there will be a number of people in hospital in Geelong and, and, and unfortunately, you know, we'll lose some people uh, as a result of opening up the economy and, and getting back to our normal lives. For those people that haven't been vaccinated, they will probably end up in hospital. The Premier was fined for not wearing his mask outside. It was clearly a lapse in judgment and a very minor issue. But does that suggest if the Premier can't follow the restrictions that maybe it's a little bit too onerous to make people wear a mask everywhere outside? Surely if we can maintain big social distances like walking along a beach, do we really need to be wearing a mask in those instances? Well, the first point to that, what you just said is, um, you know, no one's above the law. It doesn't matter if you're Premier or Joe Blow down the street. Um, if, if you're caught without a mask, um, which is against the law, against the rules, um, you'll get fined. And it's very embarrassing for the Premier. And, and obviously, I'm not making excuses for him, but he's popped out of his car. He's got a million things on his mind. He's walking up to the press pack and, you know, from his car to the, the parliament and, and obviously he's forgotten to take the mask out of his pocket and put it on. Uh, and, and look, that, there is that lapse of, you know, concentration on occasions. That, that's not, that doesn't mean he didn't put it on after that. He didn't keep it off. He, of course he put it back on. But, you know, this is about making sure that, um, that, uh, that we can contain this to a minimal uh, impact on the community that's not vaccinated. And the only way we can do that is by wearing our mask until such time as the Chief Health Officer instructs all of our communities, including the Premier, all the way down to all MPs. And by the way, we've just moved, we passed legislation last week in Parliament that all MPs must be vaccinated. And if they don't, their security cards will be cancelled and they can't enter their offices. So so we're serious about this, Mitchell, and, and, and we want to have the least amount of impact on our communities in terms of their health. Uh, and we want to make sure that we take the advice of professionals who know what they're doing, uh, look at the Burnett modelling and make sure that we're in line with the national opening uh, plan and, 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 of course, getting our lives back and getting the economy going again. Well, thank you very much for being on the program. Always good to catch up and we'll talk to you again next month. Thanks, Mitchell. Thank you, John Aaron there, the state MP for Lara. The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 to 11. Or search for Mitchell's Front Page on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you get your podcasts.